0: Welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining us at Life Family Church Podcast. We exist to reach, disciple, and empower people to live
1: in the fullness of God. If you're new to our church or want to learn more about us and what we
0: believe, you can check us out online by simply going to lifefamilychurch.net. We hope you enjoy this week's message. your Bibles, please, real quickly to the book of Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. Very familiar scripture. We're going to take up this evening's tithes and offerings, and then the Durants will take up whenever they want to take up theirs. Praise God. Book of Philippians, chapter 4, verse 19. Very familiar scripture, yes? Philippians 4, 19. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. That's a powerful promise, is it not? Now, we know that God is a conditional God. Did you know that? Luke 6.38 says, Give, and it shall be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. For with the measure that you give to others, it will be measured back to you and besides. So God's not like a bag of ladies' potato chips. Half full. Come on, that was a good place to say amen. <laughs> now, when you have good doctrine, it's precept upon precept, line upon line, in which the subject matter we're discussing. So therefore, since God is a conditional God, then we've got to go to the previous verses ahead of Philippians 4.19 to get the general idea. So if you would please go to Philippians 4.10, and I'm going to read to you out of the Passion Translation of the Word of God. The, pa- the passion is the Aramaic. The Apostle Paul not only spoke Greek and Hebrew, but he also spoke Aramaic. So, you're getting Paul's perspective on how he spoke. And uh, some of the words in Greek and Hebrew have difficulty translating into English. So, therefore, you might have to look at something, another language to kind of get the, the gist of it. So, if you back up to Philippians 4.10, and it says this out of the Passion Translation. It says, my heart overflows with joy. That was a good place to shout hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. My heart overflows with joy when I think of how you showed your love to me, washes your love to me, your love to me by your financial support of my ministry. So love is the motivation of financial support. Yes, that's right. Love. Everything comes from love. Even the fruit of the Spirit started out with love. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So love is the motivation. For God so loved the world that He gave, that He gave, that He gave, that He gave His only begotten Son. Can you say amen? So love is the motivation because you love God. In reality, when you were bought with a price, you were no longer your own. That means your checkbook, your house, your car, your bike, your motorcycle, your unicycle, your three-wheeler, your bus, cuss, whatever, donkey, whatever you talk, talk, whatever you decide to come and drive around town. It belongs to God because you've been bought with a price. You are no longer your own, so therefore you are a steward of that which belongs to God because when he bought you, he bought you a whole package, paid in full by the blood of Jesus. For even though you have so little, yet you continue to help me at every opportunity. I'm not telling you this because I'm in need, for I've learned to be satisfied in any circumstance. That's a great place to learn to be satisfied. So many people, even in the world, they are not satisfied. They're not satisfied with things. They, you know, in the world, it's gimme, gimme, gimme. My name is Jimmy. Us four and no more. You know, and the one that has the most toys wins. But those things do not satisfy. The only thing that can satisfy is Jesus and God and the Holy Ghost. He's the only thing that can bring satisfaction. I know what it means to lack, and I know what it means to experience overwhelming abundance. For I am well trained in the secret. I'm well trained in the secret of overcoming all things. So in other words, if the Apostle Paul was trained, that means you and I could be trained. Can you say amen? We should ever be learning. I believe that life itself, when you wake up in the morning, you enter into the life of a classroom. And throughout that day, you will learn to apply biblical principles or not apply biblical principles. You will have every opportunity with humanity that you face tomorrow morning, on a Monday morning, in Florida traffic on (laughs) I-4. Hallelujah. I am trained in the secret of overcoming all things, whether in fullness or in hunger. I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. So you have with the You cannot say, I can't do it. I can't. I can't. No, I can do all things. Why? Because you have the explosive power in Christ who indwells your temple. Can you say Amen. amen. Verse 14, you've so graciously provided for my essential needs during this season of difficulty. For I want you to know that the Philippian church was the only church that supported me in the beginning as I went out to preach the gospel. You were the only church that sowed into me financially. And when I was in Thessalonica, you supported me well over a year. I make mention of this not because of the request of the gift, but so that fruit of your generosity may bring you an abundant reward. I think the King James says, or the Amplified says in this verse, let me see, that's verse 17. Let me see what the Amplified says in verse 17. Not that I seek or I'm eager for your gift, but I do seek and I'm eager for the fruit which increases to your credit the harvest of blessing that is accumulating in your account. So that means you have a bank account in heaven, and when you make financial deposits in fruitful ministries, therefore there's an account being built up so that when you fall into difficult times and trials and tribulations, you actually can make a withdrawal because you made deposits. You made deposits. He goes on to say, in verse 18, I I now have all I need, more than enough. I am abundantly satisfied, for I've received the gift you sent from Epapododius, viewed it as a sweet sacrifice, perfumed with the fragrance of your faithfulness, which is so pleasing to God. Isn't that interesting? that they actually gave out of love and they gave out of faith and it actually pleased God. And not only that, you have an account in heaven so that if you ever fall into the trials and tribulations within any area of your life, you actually have an account to withdraw from. But if you don't make any deposits. See, in reality, you cannot claim Philippians 4.19 without making any deposits. How many people have I talked to over the years that are, but my God, are you a tither? Nope. You have no deposits. How can you make a withdrawal? How can you stand on a scripture in which, because of God's conditional, and you cannot make a withdrawal because you haven't made any deposits? I know. Listen, you can go to any bank in the United States of America and say, "Hey, listen, y'all got money here." Oh, absolutely, we got a bank full of money. Praise God. Well, I need to make a withdrawal. Well, sir, do you have an account here? No, but you got money here, don't you? Yeah. Well, I need some. Well, I'm sorry, sir, we can't give you some unless you've made a deposit. Well, you know, I'm, I'm going to go to my own bank and so know what's happening. Sir, do you have an account here? Yes, I have an account here. Uh, well, let me look on the computer and say, well, uh, well, Mr. Myers, we're showing a balance of zero. And as a matter of fact, there were some checks that, you know, you know, faith checks that you kind of wrote and everything like that. And, you know, I know you. What? No deposit, bro. No deposit. So for us to be able to claim a promise, you have to apply the Word. Listen, the Bible says, Be ye a doer of the Word and not a hearer only. Come on now. You have to understand that faith doesn't just come by heard. It comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. And then he goes on to say here, For I am convinced... That my God will fully satisfy every need you have. For I have seen the abundant riches of His glory revealed to me through the anointed one Jesus Christ. And our God the Father will receive all the glory and the honor throughout eternities, eternities. Amen. So we were able to claim that scripture because we've made the financial deposits into ministries that produce fruit. And God adds it to your account. Can you say amen? Amen. All right. If you need an offering envelope, please lift your hand. And an usher will will get one to you. If you're making out your checks, make it out to Life Family Church. Hallelujah. And uh, God will abundantly bless you if you're writing via credit card. We will be taking up another offering at the end. Um, The Durants can do it if they like or I'll do it or whatever. So praise God. (coughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You'll make your checks out to them personally when it comes to them. You'll use our envelopes, but we'll... We're giving them everything. It's a little easier on the accounting department. Praise God. Amen. When the guest minister comes in, then we ain't got to do it. Praise God. It's all on them. But they can send you a letter or an email or ask for support. Please ask for support. Please. Imagine that, a pastor <laughs> saying, please ask for it. So if you want to support them, please support them. Praise God. Amen. Because my God will supply. Right. Amen. He is unlimitless in his supply. Come on. My God will supply. There is a supply. Come on, hello. Now, this is just the need. The supply is greater than the need. Can you say amen? Well, come on. The earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereof. This is not Reebok's world. It's the Lord's world. Can you say amen? And it's a full supply. Amen. Amen. Are you ready to give? I know I am. Praise God. Amen. I'm ready to give. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, lift your offering toward heaven, if you would, please. Father, we thank you for the gift and the giver. And as we plan, say, I'm sorry, that's the Durrance. No, no, I'm sorry, take that back. Praise God, amen. Please welcome Reverend Kevin and Annie Durrance. Come on, come on give him a warm family welcome.
1: Praise the Lord, glory to God. You can take your seats if you like, praise God. If you don't already know this old song, you'll be able to catch on pretty simply what I say after I say it. Praise God. Let's declare tonight who God is in this place. Amen. God is good. (laughs) he's good amen come on he's good and his mercy endures forever amen you can take your seats praise the lord hallelujah thank you pastor for priming our pump tonight glory to god don't you know your pastor loves you amen he loves you so much he doesn't want to keep you he doesn't want to let you sit there and not get everything god has for you tonight amen you know ephesians says be not unwise don't be unwise. We, we want to be wise. Amen. Amen. Don't be unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Be filled. <laughs> That's the will of the Lord. Amen. Don't be unwise, but be understanding what the will of the Lord is. Be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. That's what we've been doing already tonight. Amen. Amen. We're not unwise. We, we're wise. We're being filled. Hallelujah. It is so wise to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Redeeming the time, the Bible goes on to say. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. You want to buy back some time? Amen. Would you like to buy back some time? That's what redeem means to buy something back. Amen. To buy it back. Redeeming the time for the days are evil. How are you going to redeem the time? Be filled. Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled. Hallelujah. Be full. Be filled. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You get life in the Spirit. Time is irrelevant. Amen. In the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. He's the God who inhabits eternity. Time just is irrelevant to Him. We, we think in such linear terms, you know, looking down some long corridor of time. But He's already in it. He's already there. Amen. Pastor said about Luke chapter 6, he said, Give and it will be given unto you. Good measure. pressed down. shaken together those conditional things. It's because he's already on the other side giving it back. He's saying, Just give and I'll give it back. I'm already there. Amen. Amen. We get in the Spirit. We redeem the time. Hallelujah. All those things that seem impossible because we get in that realm of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The God who answers before we call. I think we need to tap into that place. How about you? Amen. Amen? He said, wherever two or three gather together in my name, I'm there. That's His presence. Amen. We get in His presence. We get in the Spirit. We gather together in His name. Everything is possible. Everything is possible in the realm of the Spirit of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
2: He is here. He is here. power
1: beginning Jesus. Oh, we glorify you tonight. We magnify your name. Jesus, be exalted in this house. Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Our focus and our attention is on you tonight. Thank you for your goodness, your faithfulness. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Can we say his name together? Jesus. Say it again. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. How faithful is he? Amen. Said, How faithful is he? He's so good and his mercy endures forever and ever and ever. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We magnify your name, Jesus. We thank you for the opportunity to come together in your name. And we know that you said you are here. We've come to meet with you. We've come to have an encounter with you. Glory to God. And all that you are, and all that you have, and all that you've ever done. Jesus be magnified in this house. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Glory to God. Say his name again. Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. The name that is above every name every name. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We're so glad you've come out tonight. Praise the Lord. We know that God has some things for us. Amen. We always say we're in the right place at the right time. Glory to God. And so he has so many awesome things for each and every one of us. Praise God. I know your hearts are open to receive from him already. Glory to God. He's just that good. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you were with us this morning, we trust you got your hopes up today. Yes. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you weren't with us this morning, I know the church has a podcast. It'll be available on there. And uh, we welcome you to just to listen to it a couple of times. Amen. Amen. Encourage your faith. Get your hopes up. Amen. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. And this morning we talked about hope. And it's not just a desire. It's not just a wish. It's not the way we normally think about hope. Bible hope always means expectation. Amen. And the reason we can expect is because God cannot lie. God cannot lie. And so what he says we can expect to receive and need to expect to receive. Amen. When a, when a woman is pregnant, we say she's expecting. Amen. She's expecting. She can't see it yet. Amen. But she knows what it is. Amen. It's a baby. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Contrary to popular belief, we won't know what it is until it can live on its own. <laughs> no, any woman who's ever been pregnant knows she's pregnant with a baby. Yeah. Right. Amen. We don't call everybody and get all excited. Tissue is dividing, cells are dividing. <laughs> Let's get happy. There's tissue. No, it's a baby. It's a human. You know what's in there, amen? And it's never a puppy. It's never something else. Amen. It is what it is. Glory to God. And that's what we need to do when we approach God's word. Whatever he said, that's what we expect. Amen. We don't expect something else. Or if something else shows up, go, oh, well. The doctor says it's a it's a brand new puppy. Well, I guess God knew what I could handle. You know I wasn't ready for the baby, so he gave me a puppy. It's ridiculous. No, you're expecting what you're expecting. Amen. So when something else comes, it's not what you're expecting. Don't go, oh, I guess I'm done. I guess I didn't get what I want. No, you're not done cooking yet. Amen. Bring that dream to term. Hallelujah. And so, what is the responsibility of the woman who's expecting? She doesn't make the baby come, she just protects her expectation. Amen. She's careful. To not put anything in there that will harm that expectation. She's careful not to hurt that expectation. She does everything she can to keep it healthy. To keep it alive. She dreams about it. She thinks about it. Come on. She didn't just go, well, I'm pregnant. We'll see what happens. (laughs) I'm just believing for the manifestation. (laughs) And never do any other preparation. Never do any other dreaming about it. Can't help it. Amen. Amen. You can't help but think about it. It affects every bodily function. (laughs) Amen? It's always there. She doesn't take a break from expecting. (laughs) Amen? You're not somewhat pregnant. (laughs) You are or you're not. So let's grab God's word. Let's take God's word. And embrace it. Amen. Embrace it. Get our hope around it. Dream about it. See ourselves with the finished product. Amen. If you will. See ourselves with the answer. See ourselves with what we're expecting. Amen. Dream about it. Daydream about it. Prepare a room for it. Amen. Whatever it takes. See yourself with what God said belongs to you. Glory to God. And don't let go. Hallelujah. We just keep moving forward. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. So get that from this morning. You'll be blessed. We also have a lot of other materials out there in the foyer. We brought uh, some of our materials with us and there's a table set up in the foyer. I invite you to come after the service and uh, see what maybe jumps out at you we've got CDs, audio CDs and we've got some DVDs there on the table as well and uh, I know most people are used to downloading things these days and not really buying CDs It's uh, we're, we're moving and transitioning into a new time, you know, but they're available for you, praise God, and then we also have USB flash drives uh, they look like keys, the silver key has all of our audio teaching on it the black key has five music CDs on it, and so so those are, you know, best value, good technology, uh, easy to carry everything with you in a really small package. And a lot of cars, of course, have the USB port in them now. And you can just, you just keep feeding yourself and encouraging yourself in the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And then also, if you're interested, if you're so inclined, we have, uh, you know, if you just Google us on, uh, uh, or look on YouTube and Google, there's a lot of uh, church services that have our recordings out there of just church services that we've been in recently. And so a little bit bit more, uh, is there and some good things. So, you know, there's just no end to what you can do to keep yourself fed. Amen. Amen. And, uh, there's just so many resources we have available to us. So, you know, if our ministry appeals to you, look us up. Praise the Lord. Durantministries.org is our website. And we've got a testimonies page there. After tonight, you'll want to give us your testimony. Praise God. You can do that right on our website. Or we've got a slip of paper on our table as well. And then on that testimonies page is a free downloadable message, How to Keep Your Healing. We want you to retain what you get from God. Amen. Because there is an enemy. There's a thief. Amen. He doesn't play fair. Amen? Just because, oh, you got healed at church. Well, then, you know, hands off. I won't even try. No, he doesn't play fair. Amen? And so we want you to keep what you get from God. Hallelujah. And so there's a free downloadable message there. It'll bless you. Praise God. Amen? Let me invite you to go with me tonight in your Bibles to Matthew's gospel. Nope. Sorry. Mark's gospel. Let's go there. Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. Praise God. Hallelujah. How many of you in here need healing in your body? Anywhere in your body? Let me see your hand. You need healing in your body. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, God's got so many ways to get his goodness to us. Amen. Amen. There's not just one way that God ministers to us. Praise the Lord. There's lots of ways. Amen. And uh, so you can, you can get, uh, believe God for yourself. Amen. Stand on scripture, find scripture that belongs to you, expecting all those things that we talked about this morning. Amen. Uh, You can have hands laid on you. You can have uh, anointed with oil. Praise God. You can have, I mean, you know, all, all kinds of ways. You can have prayer, you can have somebody lay hands on you, you can believe God, there are manifestations of the Holy Spirit, amen? Lots of ways that God can get his goodness to us. There's not just one way, amen? We sometimes sort of uh, throw all, all the ways in a, in a bag, so to speak, and kind of shake them up, pour it out, say, God, which one, you know, just just do something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just do something. Uh, we were, when I was just in Africa, uh, I just got home on Wednesday and I was in Africa for a couple of weeks and, and, um, ministered in, uh, with two diff- three different ministries, a couple of different churches. I was in Zambia and Botswana and then I did a little, uh, touristy stuff in South Africa. I got to see the elephants and all that kind of stuff too. So that was a lot of fun as well. But our ministry time, one of the pastors, uh, was, was receiving the offering one night. And he said this, he said, you know, I went to the grocery store because I saw an ad that they had an ad for, for melon, you know, a really good melon was on sale at the, at the grocery store. So I was, I thought, wow, that sounds really good. I'm going to go get some melon. And he said, when I got there, they were selling seeds. <laughs> and he said, so here we are, here's the, here's the seed for the melon. And it's like, wow, that looks really good. And he's like, you know, he ripped open the package like, boy, this is really satisfying eating these seeds, you know. (laughs) And uh, we got to thinking about it. What if every time you wanted something to eat, you had to plant a seed first? (laughs) What if when you went to the store and felt like you wanted something, you was like, oh, here's the seeds, you can grow it. You can grow it. And we just, you know, we just want, we just want to go to the, I just want to go to the store (laughs) and get the thing I'm hungry for, you know, and with word of God, God gives a seed to sow, amen, whether you need a healing in your body right now or not, there are seeds in here for your healing, amen, there are seeds you can sow in your heart right now, praise God, that when the time comes, like pastor said with your account, Amen. You've got an account to draw from. If you've already planted seed, glory to God, you've got a harvest. Amen. And so we we should be mindful that every time we're hearing the word, we're also planting seed. The sower sows the word. Amen. And sometimes we just kind of, we approach God like, I I want the melon now. I just, I just, I just came for the melon. (laughs) I just want the fix, you know. What if you go to the doctor and he says, well, you know, I don't have a a treatment, but I can give you some, some guidelines for your diet that will help, you know, this. And you're like, can you just give me a shot? (laughs) Can you just fix it? Can you take it out? Can you put it in? Can you, you know, whatever you, you know, and we, 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 we kind of like that whole quick thing, you know? And uh, thankfully, God's got lots of ways, amen, to get things to us. Praise the Lord. And uh, so thankfully, His mercy is so awesome that there's some things you can just get, just receive from Him. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. But don't make that the only way you receive from God. That's right. That's good. Don't make it the only way you receive from God. Cultivate. (laughs) The ground of your heart. Amen. Plant the seeds as you go. In services like this, you don't need healing, but plant those seeds tonight. Don't think, well, I don't need the doctor. Uh, If you've got any medicine in your house, you're preparing for something. (laughs) Amen. I'm not saying don't keep it around, but, you know, that's up to you. But at the same time, you know, we we stock for just-in-case things. In the natural, amen, you might have antacids in your house, you might have band-aids in your house, you might have aspirin or some sort of pain reliever, you know, fever reducer, you might have cold medicine, you might have cough medicine on hand, you might have some of these over-the-counter things, just in case symptoms arise, right? You've already made preparation in the natural, why not make preparation in the spirit? Amen. Why is it such a surprise when symptoms come? We've made provision in the natural for them. Then we get all upset. and We get a symptom. We're like, well, I was hearing the word. How come I got it? You know, just use it now. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Use it. Glory to God. Amen. Look here in Mark 5. Praise God. Hallelujah. Pastors, thank you so much for having us. Praise God. Hallelujah. We're just blessed. We're blessed. You know, we're just getting to know your pastors today for the first time. And uh, we're just so blessed by who God sent here for you. Amen. 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 Jesus was moved with compassion. (laughs) Amen. He was moved with compassion. He saw sheep scattered, some of them fainting, right? Because they needed something. They needed something to stick with them. Praise God. They needed somebody to stick with them. Praise the Lord. So God sent you some awesome people. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, So you'd be safe. And so you would be filled up, amen. And so, just in our brief conversations today, there's just such so much there. Praise God. That uh, you know, I've just been thinking to myself today. I'm glad we're only an hour away in Orlando, because I really hope I can glean from some things that you all have in you. Praise God. Hallelujah. And um, we're we're on track uh, in our own ministry doing some things coming up. Uh, that we've never done before. We're just just starting to see. We, uh, we're just telling in the office how, when uh, I was in Africa last week, and and finally saw with my eyes open the things I've only seen with my eyes shut for years, <laughs> and uh, things that you know, some things with God are just our timing issues. Amen. And so we're stepping into some things that God has prepared. The Bible says, Eyes, not seen, nor ear, heard, neither have entered yet. Into the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for them that love him, but they are revealed by his spirit in the inner man. Amen. So the things that we've known that God has been, has kept ready for us, praise God, we're just beginning to walk into. And so it's awesome then to meet people who are already there in some areas, praise God, that can help you see some things. Amen. Praise God. So, uh, praise God. I'm so, I'm excited about it. I, I, I hope you will also be. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. But we're happy for you. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And so we're just grateful for, for our time today and the freedom to uh, minister. Praise God. He's just put no restrictions on us at all. And uh, that's just a blessing just to, just to be trusted one with another. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So here in Mark chapter 5, I know you're familiar with a lot of these events in the ministry of Jesus, but uh, just like uh, hope will see things that are unseen. So I invite you to put yourself in scripture. Put yourself in the position of some of these people who came to Jesus and received from Jesus. Praise God, because people are people amen and he wants interaction with us glory to God so here he said, uh, starts in verse 21 now when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side a great multitude gathered to him and he was by the sea and behold one of the rulers of the synagogue came Jairus by name and when he saw him he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly saying my little daughter lies at the point of death I can't imagine anything worse than that right there my little daughter lies at the point of death. This is desperation. Uh, that's right. This is, you know, nobody should have to go through anything like this. But here's this man. This is the worst. Pl- I mean, it's not himself. It's his daughter. It, anybody that, uh, Kevin and I don't have children. But everybody we know who has kids is like, I'd rather it be me than them. And so here's Jairus. He's helpless. He can't do anything for himself. His daughter's at the point of death. This is a dire situation. This is a time sensitive situation. This is a deadline. Amen. This isn't a lingering. This is deadline stuff. And so he came to Jesus. Begged him earnestly and said, Come and lay your hands on her. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. Jairus is asking Jesus, come and get your hands on her. Can you just get your hands on her? If you can get your hands on her, things will change. Something that is expectation talking, isn't it? That's hope talking right there. I can see it. If you can just come and get your hands on her, things will change. Notice he declared, like God does, he declared the end from the beginning. If you can just get there and get your hands on her, things will change. She will be healed and she will live. He didn't say, Jesus, can you come and get your hands on her and maybe something will happen and we'll see what happens. And there was none of that. It was, this is the way it will be if you can just get your hands on her. Amen. Amen. Why would he say anything like that? What would cause him to say, I need your hands? <laughs> What's so special about his hands? What, ha- what would Jairus know? Why would Jairus say, can you get your hands on her? What's the point? <clears throat> He didn't say, will you pray? He said, get your hands on her. Can you come and get your hands on her? If you can put your hands on her, she will be healed and she will live. Yeah, so Jesus went with him. Apparently, Jesus believed the same thing. Amen. <laughs> amen. Right? Jesus didn't say, well, I don't know. That's a, that's a tough, you know, that's a big, that's a big ask. <laughs> right? That's a, that's a big, that's a big, I don't know, you know, you never know. Let's, let's go find out. No. Jairus already said, if you can get your hands on her, she'll be healed and she'll live. So Jesus said, well, then let's go. Mm -hmm. Let's go. How many of you know what pleases God? Faith. Amen. Pleases God. Praise the Lord. So they're on his way. But why would Jairus ask Jesus to get his hands on her? Look with me, hold your place here if you wouldn't. Look with me to Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6, verse 17. And he came down with them and stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon who came to hear him and be healed of their diseases. They came to hear and they came to be healed. That's expectation too, isn't it? That's hope too, isn't it? They didn't just come to hear, they came to be healed. In other words, they intended on leaving healed. That's right. They didn't just come to have hands laid on them. They came to be healed. (laughs) I like that. I like people who go after what they want. Amen. Because God said, come boldly to the throne of grace. To obtain mercy and grace to help in the time of need. Amen. Who came to hear him and be healed of their diseases. As well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits. And they were healed. Glory to God. Hallelujah, tormented, tormented, mental disorders, amen, amen, mental disease, glory to God, healed, 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 amen, bipolar, depression, amen, healed, not just treated, amen, <laughs> amen, I have compassion on people who have diagnosis in these areas. Absolutely. Amen. But but hear me clearly tonight. I have no respect. I have no respect for the disease.
2: I've
1: got no I've got no respect for mental disease. I've got compassion on people. Amen. But the world is magnifying these issues more and more and more so that you will reverence the disease and give it respect. But disease is from the devil. He gets no respect. (laughs) There is a name above every name. Amen? These people that were tormented... With unclean spirits, uh, absolutely, if there's a demonic issue, absolutely, to be healed, amen. But I also know that there's a lot of things that happen that people called spirits that were mental disorders, amen. Because it's tormenting to people's minds. They're not right in their mind, amen. It's not always an evil spirit. There's chemical things, there's imbalances, there's all kinds of, it's disease, Disease can be healed. Amen. Amen. Proof of it right here. Glory to God. They were healed. Hallelujah. Praise God. And the whole multitude, verse 19, I want you to see this. And the whole multitude sought to touch him. To touch him. Why? Because power went out from him and healed them all. Why did they want to touch Him? Because something happened when they touched Him. The laying on of hands is not symbolic. It's not symbolic. It's power. It's the power of God. Hallelujah. When, when done in faith... And done according to scripture, amen? But some people, I think, I think it's just symbolic. We'll reach your hands out, stretch your hands out, touch, touch, you know, and we just kind of do it almost religiously sometimes. And we forget there's an exchange of power available supernatural from God Himself. That God would use people to touch other people. It's amazing. Isn't it amazing that God would use a human and his power would flow through one human to another human to affect a change. Amen. Because Jesus said in Luke chapter four, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me, right? Peter testified in Acts chapter 10 how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power. For God was with him. Not because he was Jesus, but because God was with him. The Spirit of God was on him. He was a man on this earth. Amen. Amen. Anointed by God. What an example. What an example. And so Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me, amen, to heal the brokenhearted, to set at liberty those that are bruised, amen, to open the eyes of the blind, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, amen. But he said, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me. I like to break things down. I like to, you know, I, I like to watch uh, television programs, you know, the HGTV programs, you know, the renovation stuff. I like to, I like to see them strip it down to the studs and redo it, you know, and make it beautiful and bring it all up to code and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and so I like to watch the befores and afters. And so, because I think I'm intrigued with that kind of thing, I like to do that with the word. So, Because sometimes, you know, we just try to slap paint on the walls. And we, need, we, need to, we need to bust a wall down sometimes. Uh, come on. Yes, come on. Amen. We need to open up the space. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we need to not just put paint on the wall and cover it and go, well, yeah, well, this is my life. This is the way it is. This is my, what I said this morning, new normal. It's my new normal. It's a different color now. When in reality, you know, you'd just do better to just knock that whole wall down, build it back up again, make it pretty, make it nice. So what does it mean to anoint? Because we talk about the anointing and we, we were thankful for the anointing. And, but I think, I wonder sometimes, do we really know what that means? I mean, it's a pretty word. It's a churchy word. We, you know, I felt the anointing. Well, what is that? What did, what did we feel? Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me. That word anoint, you probably already know the definition. Very, very very simple. To rub, to paint, or to smear. So anoint sounds nicer. <laughs> but it basically means I've been smeared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that. Yeah. Because it's really a better picture of what God did. Jesus said the Spirit of God is on me. Because he has put himself on me. And Isaiah the 10th chapter says it's the anointing that destroys the yoke. Amen? Amen. So if Jesus went around saying, the spirit of God is on me because he has anointed me and the anointing is what destroys the yoke and people are saying, well, what's on him will destroy what's on me. Right? What's on him will destroy what's on me. So how am I going to get what's on him? I want to make contact. If I can make contact, what's on him will destroy what's on me. What's on him will destroy what's been eating me. What's been bothering me. What's been tormenting me. What's been inhibiting me. What's been, what's been holding me back. If I can get what's on him to get on me, and we get so we get so flippant about the laying on of hands, you know, we just like, well, let's just make contact. (laughs) What kind of contact is it? Jairus said, "If you can get your hands on her, oh, she's going to live. She'll be healed and she'll (laughs) live." These people sought to touch him because. Power went out from him. They must have felt something. Amen. They must have expected to feel something. They must have felt something. Power went out. Somebody testified that something went out of him and into them. Or we we wouldn't have this testimony. They, They sought to touch him because power went out of him. I want what's on him. I got to touch him because what's on him is going to destroy what's on me. Yeah. So they sought to touch him. Well, what kind of touch is that? <laughs> what kind of touch is that? Look back there to Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. Come and lay your hands on her, verse 23 that she may be healed and she will live. So Jesus went with him and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. Now, Luke chapter 6, there was a great multitude that everybody sought to touch him because power went out of him. They got something when they touched him. Now there's a whole multitude. Amen. In another place, remember that Jesus was teaching in a house full of people. Luke chapter 5 tells us a good account of that. Jesus is is in a a house full of people. There's lots of important folks there, doctors of the law, you know, all these, you know, religious people were there. And the Bible says the power of God was present to heal them. Why? The Spirit of the Lord is on him. Amen? Because he anointed him, because he put himself on him. So that anointing is potentially available all the time. And yet in that example in Luke chapter 5 where it says that the, the power of God was present to heal them in that house, none of them got healed. Even though it was present to heal. The only person who got healed in that instance was somebody who came through the roof, remember? Yeah. His four friends brought him, tore open the roof where he was and let him down through the, through the tiling, you know? And Jesus saw their faith. Faith. The only person who got healed that day said Jesus saw something on them that wasn't on anybody else. Okay. So it wasn't just being in the room with the anointing that did it. It wasn't just showing up to the service that caused anything to happen. There's purpose. There's intention. Amen. Glory to God. And that really, that's faith. God loves it. He absolutely loves it. It's what pleases Him. And yet, we can so easily get passive about the things of God. I know what's available. I know He can. I know He wants to. And yet, we still sit sometimes just waiting for Him to initiate. Waiting for Him Say, I I believe I receive. Remember, we said this morning that word receive means to take. It means to take. That's intentional. That's on purpose. Amen? You're not taking something from God, trying to get something from Him. You're you're taking what's offered to you. He's already offered. It's already paid for. Amen? And so we're receiving, taking, taking. Because of something he's already reached out for us, to us. Praise God. Amen. He loves it. He loves it. So now they're on their way to, to Jairus' house. <clears throat> Whole multitudes around him, thronging him. So they're all, they're jostling, they're touching. Amen. Now, a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. Here's another dire situation. She's already done everything she knows to do, spent all the money that she had, and still has not gotten any better. But when she heard about Jesus, what did she hear about Jesus? What must she have heard About Jesus. She had to have heard. He's anointed. She had to have heard. He's anointed. Because. She came behind him in the crowd. And touched his garment. Because she said. If only I may touch his clothes. I shall be made well. She had to have believed something. Amen. And you you know as well as I do, uh, you know, we've been taught that this woman with this issue of blood, uh, you know, according to the law and all that kind of stuff, she's not supposed to be in public. She's supposed to be crying unclean and all that kind of thing. And if you think about it, Jesus is with the ruler of the synagogue. (laughs) The one who can really get her in trouble is right there. (laughs) That's pretty bold. Isn't it? That's pretty bold. Just go in there and just take something. Amen. That's
2: right.
1: She just took it. Because she said, if I can just touch his clothes, I'll be well. Why? What's on him. If I can make contact with what's on him, it'll destroy what's on me. She didn't come to try it out. She said ahead of time that's expectation that's hope isn't it i said that's hope ahead of time she declared if i can just touch his clothes i'll get it if i can just touch his clothes i'll be whole if i can just touch his clothes and so she saw it right she said it at home so she must have seen it in her mind's eye we think in images, she saw herself getting in that crowd of people. I know I'm not supposed to be there, but as soon as I touch him, I'll be whole. I'll be, I, <laughs> I won't have to explain anything then. Amen. I'm leaving that place whole. If I can just get to him, if I can just touch his, even his clothes, he won't even have to know I'm there, That's good. but I'm going to leave whole. She saw it ahead of time, seeing the unseen. Amen. You've got to see it in your heart. See yourself well. See yourself with it. Amen. Amen. It's important. Right. Because that's what then will cause you to act. That's why then she came in the press behind. She had already seen it. I've already got it. I've already got it. If I can just get there. That's it. That's all I need to do. Just get there and touch. If I can touch, I'll be whole. If I can touch, I'll be whole. That's the thing that drove her. If I can just touch, anything to get in there and wherever I got to get to, but I'm going to touch because when I touch, I'll be whole. Now, there's a whole bunch of people around him touching him. In Luke chapter 6, it says they sought to touch him because power went out of him. There's intention, there's purpose, there's expectation in that. But now Jesus is with all these people. Now they all know he's going to Jairus' house, they're going with him. Because Jairus said, if you can get your hands on my daughter, she'll be healed and she'll live. So they're all going, well, let's go watch that. Let's go see that. Something's about to happen. Something's going to happen. Jairus said, if Jesus could just get his hands on her, she'd be healed. So they're all going. And people are like, you know, getting close and all that kind of stuff. And here all of a sudden, Jesus, power went out of me. Power went out of me. Verse 29, immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him. She was aware that something went into her. He was aware that something went out of him. We call that tangibility. Tangibility, perceptible to touch. You can tell, you can know, you can feel it. Hallelujah. You don't have to feel anything, but you can. Amen. She knew immediately that it was done. But you know, she said it before she felt it. She declared it before she felt it. She believed it before she felt it. That's why she felt it. Because she said this is the way it's going to be. So when she touched, then she felt. Because that's what I came for. That's what I came for. That's exactly what I came for. And Jesus knew the power went out of him. So he said, Who touched my clothes? Sounds like a reasonable thing. Everybody's touching you. So the disciples are like, Everybody's touching you. What do you mean, who touched my clothes? Everybody's touching you. No, he's not that way. It's not physical. It's not just physical. It's not just the physical touch. So, the laying on of hands is not a symbolic gesture because it's not just the contact of hands that makes something happen. Any more than you're putting money in an envelope and money in a bucket is an offering. That's just money in a bucket. Amen. Well, it'll pay some bills, but your benefit's going to come when your heart is attached to it, when your faith is attached to it. Praise God. And then God can do something with it on the way back. Mm -hmm. Glory to God. Amen. It's never just the physical act of anything with God. He's always looking at the heart. Amen. Singing songs is not worship. Only when your heart is connected is it worship. Amen? Because the Bible says in John chapter 4 that God is a spirit, and they that worship must worship in spirit and in truth. God is looking for true worshipers. He's not looking for true worship. He's looking for true worshipers. (laughs) What's that mean? He's looking at your heart. He wants your heart. He wants your connection. Praise God, because if He can make a connection with you, then things will change. But it's got to be a heart connection, spirit to spirit. So all these people touching Jesus are getting nothing. Somebody's touching with something else motivating. Can you see the difference? Who touched my clothes meant something to one person. The one who said, if I can touch his clothes, I'll be whole. So Jesus didn't just say, who touched me? He said, who touched my clothes? She was like, That's me. That'd be me. The disciples are going, Everybody's touching you. He said, Not like that. Because he knew power went out of him. But think about this now. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? I think you are. If Jesus didn't know who the power went into, right? Who touched my clothes? If he didn't know who the power went into, then it wasn't his decision who the power went into. That's good. Isn't that true? Yeah. If he didn't know who the power, he's like, who, who just got the power? Means he didn't go, let's see, God, this morning, what are we going to do? Who are we going to heal today? Who's worthy? No? That meeting did not happen. That discussion did not happen. Jesus is just on his way to Jairus' house because Jairus was bold enough to ask. So, yeah, we'll come. You said, if I can get my hands on her, we'll go. Let's go. So they're on their way. Everybody else is touching. Surely they've heard stuff happens. Amen. But they're just going, let's see if anything happens. Maybe something will happen. It's not how it flows. It's not how it flows. So, Jesus knew the power went into somebody but didn't know who it went into so it wasn't his decision who it went into. But somebody did make a decision. She made the decision. Isn't that right? She decided to be healed. (laughs) Again, we're not trying to get something away from God that he hasn't already offered. Well, I just I just take it, Lord, when whenever you're ready. He's ready. <laughs> Paid for it 2000 years ago already. Yeah, Come and get it. Come and take it. Yeah. Praise God. Amen. Mm-hmm. Faith pleases God. I can imagine when when Jesus sends power go out of him, he got happy. Mm-hmm. Don't you know he got happy? Mm-hmm. Not who touched my clothes. Right, good. <laughs> but who who touched who who just got healed? Who got healed? Who's, who's who just got healed? Who got healed? Yeah, right. Somebody got healed. Who was it? And she came and told him all the truth, you know? How many of you know women can tell all the truth?
2: <laughs>
1: right? Imagine what's happening now. Remember we're still we're still on the way to Jairus' house. He's in a time-sensitive situation here. Jesus stops and talks to a woman. A woman! (laughs) And he's got time to listen to her whole story. Wow! He's got time for everybody. He's got time for everybody. She tells him she tells all the truth, and I can imagine. She's like, well, I remember 12 years ago. It was on a Tuesday, because I was going to go and get apples on sale. and You know, they're better price over here than over there, and all the extra details that nobody else wants to hear, you know. And the symptoms began, and... It just, you know, and I didn't know what to do about it. I went to the doc, All that stuff where you're, you know, gyrus, I can only imagine. <laughs> can we get on with this, please? Mark tells us the man version. <laughs> <laughs> she had an issue of blood 12 years, spent all that she had. It was nothing better, but rather grew where She heard of Jesus came like, you know, I mean, she's like, that's the story that's the man version but she told the woman version and while she's talking people from Jairus' house come so sorry it's too late it's just too late and Jesus is listening to the woman and overhearing the other conversation aren't you glad he can hear everything And he overhears what they said. And I love what Jesus said to Jairus. As soon as Jesus heard the word, verse 36, as soon as he heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not be afraid. He just heard that his daughter died. And Jesus said, Don't be afraid. Only believe. (laughs) So what's Jesus' answer to, it's too late? (laughs) Don't be afraid. Only believe. Believe what? Believe what you said when you met me. If I can just get my hands on her. She'll be healed and she'll live. My hands are not there yet. What is it we're expecting? Do we give up at opposition? Oftentimes we do. I understand. I understand. Listen. Sickness does not bring out the best in anyone. We are not at our strongest when symptoms come. Amen. Distractions. Pain. Um, any, any number of things. Horrible things happen. With sickness and disease. So the temptation to fear. Don't be surprised by the temptation to fear. Amen. You're not any less of a Christian. Because you were tempted to fear. You're not less of a believer because for a moment you thought, oh oh no, what are we going to do now? But take that thought, amen, and make it captive. Bring it into captivity and make it obedient to Jesus. He said, do not fear. Do not be afraid. So if Jesus said, don't be afraid, it is possible to not be afraid.
2: Amen.
1: <laughs> Amen. Fear is not something you have to live with. People say, yeah, but I felt it. I mean, it's a, it's a real feeling. I got to be real. I got to be real. I've got I've to be, you know, I, this, is, this is the way it is. I mean, I, I can't just do something. This is the way I am. This is how I react. Okay. Take that thought into captivity. It's possible. Make it obedient to what Jesus already said about you. Amen. Amen? What is that? He's not given us a spirit of fear. I do not have to fear. Amen. I do not have to live with fear. If Jesus said don't do it, then you can you could take that. Hallelujah. You do not have to fear. But in addition to not fearing, only believe. Now we look again at that unseen realm of what he has already spoken to us, what he has already said about us. Amen. And we see ourselves there. Jairus has got to see himself. He's got to see Jesus coming to his house. Amen. To hold on to that expectation. Because Jesus said, only believe, believe what? Believe what I said at the beginning. If I can just get his hands on her, she'll be healed and she'll live. Sometimes you got to go back to that place right? You got to get that thought back into your heart. Get that expectation back in your heart and say, no, this is what I said originally. This is what I'm going to have. This is what we're going to have. I'm going to protect that expectation. I'm not going to let anything steal that expectation from me. We're not there yet, but we're moving toward it. Hallelujah. He's not at my house yet, but he's coming. He's still on his way. When Jesus heard that she was dead, he did not stop and turn around and go back home. He said, we're not there yet. Come on, let's keep going. Let's keep moving. Praise God. Let's keep going towards what we said from the beginning. When I get my hands on her, things are changing. Glory to God. But he has time for everyone. For everyone. You don't have to have a worse uh, symptom than somebody else for Jesus to heal you. Amen? Amen. You can have something seemingly insignificant to everyone else, but if it means something to you, it means something to God. If it matters to you, it matters to God. Amen? People say, well, I can live with that. I I remember Brother Hagen telling a story how uh, a woman came who uh, was hard of hearing. And uh, he ministered to her and and her ears opened up. Praise God. And then she walked back to her seat using her cane. And so he said to her, uh, ma'am, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, sister, wait a minute. Don't you want to be healed of that? She goes, oh, I can live with that. I needed to hear. (laughs) (laughs) The things we live with. For what reason? For what reason? Because we think it's not as important as somebody needing, you know, a healing of cancer or, you know, something like that. But that woman with the issue of blood came right in the middle of everybody else because she says, I'm going to get what I need. We were ministering at a church and a lady had come who uh, had an issue with her eyes and She had asked the pastor, a lot of visitors were there that night, she had asked the pastors uh, before the service, she says, how long is this service going to (laughs) be? And um, (laughs) I like that you laugh about that. That's a (laughs) a really good sign. That's a really healthy sign, Pastor. Thank you. (laughs) We asked the pastor this morning, you know, what time do you get out? He says, when you're done. So praise the Lord. Thank you for the freedom. Praise God. Nevertheless, this woman had asked the pastor, how long will this service be? And she said, well, when when, when it's done. (laughs) And uh, she said, she said, why are you concerned about the, the length of the service? She says, well, I have to get home before dark because my eyesight, the way my eyesight is, I can't drive after dark. And so I need to, I need to be leaving before it gets dark. And so the pastor said, well, why don't you just stay and get healed and then drive home? And then the person thought, well, you know, that's a really good idea. (laughs) that sounds really good. And so they stayed and uh, they received healing in their eyes. Praise God. Whatever the issue was, she was looking around like the whole room is brighter. And you know, I don't know if it was cataracts or something. I don't recall, but anyhow, she was healed. Praise the Lord. Well, there was another woman in the service who uh, didn't come up to receive healing and afterwards pulls me aside. And she says, uh, well, I didn't come up in the line. I, I also need some healing for my eyes. But I didn't, I didn't come up to, to uh, have hands laid on me because that other lady needed it more than me. And, and in one sense, you know, something, something in me sometimes just kind of gets mean on unbelief. If I can say it that way. And uh, something just kind of rises up in me, and I, you know, and I, and I wanted to go. Why are you telling me this now? What do you want me to do about that now? Because in one sense, she's like, "Well, I didn't want to take your time up during the service, <laughs> but um, if you could have, if I could have your time now, see, you know, it's kind of like, well, what's what are the, what's the point here? Because she's saying, I, you know, I didn't didn't want to come up. Yeah. Um, because that other lady needed it more than me. And I said, more than you? I said, what do you mean somebody needed something more than you? I said, "Do you not? You saying you need healing? And you're like, yeah, I do. Well, how, how do you know she needed it more than you? And I said, did it help her get her healing, get you sat in your seat? So you helped her? So by you going without, she got more? Is that, is that what you're telling me? And she's looking at me real funny like, well, I, I, uh, uh, mm. So, so by you not receiving, that gave God more to work with with this other lady. I couldn't help myself. And she said, well, no, I said, uh, can I ask you something? I said, are you born again? She said, oh, yes, I'm born again. I said, why in the world would you get born again? You seem like a nice person. <laughs> I said don't you know there's other people who need Jesus more than you do <laughs> and she says well when you put it that way I said that's exactly the way I wanted to put it I said Jesus paid the same price for every one of us for our sin for our sickness for our disease amen and to minimize it by saying he, he, he needs my help by me giving up mine <laughs> No, everyone's important. Everyone's important. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He paid it for every one of us. Praise God. Whether it's an ache on your toe or a cancerous tumor. Mm -hmm. If it matters to you, come to God and receive. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's got enough. More than enough. More than enough. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need to make contact. Amen? Amen. Believing contact. Believing contact. Praise God. Jesus said these words. These signs will follow them that believe. These signs will follow them that believe in my name. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Jesus said in John's gospel, the things that you've seen me do, you will do also. And greater works because I go to my father, because the work is done. Amen? Amen. Amen. Because the work is done. He said, and whatever you call for, he said, ask, King James says, ask, but it means to call for or to demand in my name. He's talking about doing the works that he did healing. Amen. Amen. The works that I do, he says, whatever you call for in my name, I will do. I will do. That's why I'm saying that the, the laying on of hands is not a symbolic gesture. It is a transfer of God's power. Jesus Himself said, I will do it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I will do it. And God who cannot lie promised. So we can expect to receive. Amen. Our hope is an expectation of that future certainty because God can't lie. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Can we just lift up our hands and thank him for it right now? Let's thank him for it. Thank him for his power. Thank him for his ability. Thank him for his faithfulness. Come on. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for your word. Thank you for joining us this week. It's our honor to serve you and be part of your walk with Christ. Don't forget to check out our website at lifefamilychurch.net. Have a blessed week and remember, the best is yet to come.